From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. We sell the crowd out of Hey, welcome in, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Stop looking at me like that, Bill. We uh, appreciate everybody tuning in this morning, giving us a little listen to. It's awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, don't forget, we can, uh, we're on 10, 10 a.m. And also 103.1 up there around the new Paul Ritchie area and 92.6 over in the Tampa market. And what they like to say over at Tampa Market. And you can listen to us just about into Crystal River on that 103.1. That's crazy, isn't it? But you know what? We don't have those big fancy smancy HD radios like Jonathan Swindle has in hey, his truck. Hey, so he don't gets forget the, about our Lake Wales fan club. Oh, yeah. That's right. Well, hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Jonathan's got a fancy smancy uh, radio in his truck, so he gets to listen to 99.5 HD2 in living color out there while you're out in the beautiful Ford. Brandon Ford, King Cab. Ranch, you know, last I think Lariat. it was a couple of shows ago. He was going to get rid of that when he was. Yeah, he I finally got over ten thousand miles on it, so he had to get rid of it. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that one time. Add a one to that front of that ten, and <laughs> well, man, you should be able to get it's, at least three hundred plus that, out of that. If Bill George just, owned that truck, it wouldn't go anywhere till he five hundred thousand. Oh, yeah. A diesel? No, it's not. Going I mean, anywhere. my gas engines, I get a little over three hundred thousand. It's on. not. You know, Bill George anywhere. got a new vehicle. Did you see that? <laughs> he bought a twenty-year-old. It's brand new to him because yeah. it's twenty years old instead of twenty-one. Yeah, hey. it's nice. <laughs> hey, it's not my fault that Brooksy started whispering in my ear. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Well, you I've know, come to my senses. It's not going anywhere. It's okay. Why is it that I'm the guy that everybody gets picked on now that I don't have a new truck, and now everybody's like, you know what you need? You need that new Ranger. That new Ranger that's coming out, man. Get that diesel engine. What are you talking about? You need awesome. that new electric F-150 that they're going to have it. Yeah, Stay I, away from it. What, I'll be like <laughs> not, I'll be 90 years old or whatever. Since you don't go out to the woods anymore. You get electric, then we know that the show is going downhill. Since I don't go out in the woods anymore, what? I should you just get just a smart get a car? Yeah. A Prius? Yeah. Put 30-inch tires you, underneath it. We'll talk. You, you yeah. know what's sad, though? And you say that. You know how many of them electric like bikes and stuff were at the ATA this year? Oh, that'd be pretty huge. good for getting around in the woods. It's crazy. But you know what? I thought that in management areas, especially here in the state of Florida, it says no motorized vehicles. And if I'm not mistaken, electric motor is a motorized it, vehicle. It does. And on a lot of the areas, it also says bicycles may only op- be operated on Named and number roads and trails listed as bikes, but people are everywhere. Mm-hmm. On bicycles? But uh, FWC for a while was cracking on them, and I don't know if they got the uh, pressure put on somewhere, somehow, by some type of lobbyist or something, but their views are getting a little bit more, eh, maybe it's not so bad. Uh, for bikes to go off trail? Yeah. Just to go ride all anywhere they want to go? Yeah. Kind of like chrome when you're on a motorcycle? We saw how that turns out. <laughs> just, you can't ride everywhere in chrome on a motorcycle. In the motorcycle park? Oh, yeah. in the motorcycle yeah. park, yeah, yes. You can. you can go. But not the entire chrome. Yeah, that's right. But, well, there's certain parts. That, well, obviously, you can go anywhere you want to on an electric bicycle. And And I will say this. It probably doesn't disturb the deer or anything else near as much as it does the people. Uh, 
it, that was another thing when we used to go to upper Hillsboro and stuff like that, that I would always laugh and tell the park ranger for lack of a better term, if you want to call him that, that why don't they just come out with a permit or buckle places like that? We always used to joke with them about it. I'm like, why don't y'all just sell people a permit? He goes, what do you mean? Sell them a permit. I said, here again is another way that y'all could increase your revenue out here. If somebody wants to buy a permit to bring their electric golf cart that they get from, you know, anywhere G five, anywhere like that. And they want to use it to tool around the woods. Then here you go. Here's your $50 a year permit for you to be able to do that. 50 you'd or, spend, you'd, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You'd spend a hundred bucks on that. Oh, yeah. easily. Well, you know, I always wanted to, well, now they've kind of gone the way of the dodo, but uh, one time when I was on a cruise, I went in the Bahamas and went on an off-road tour and it was on off-road segways. And that thing would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. I could see you doing the segue. It would be, that guy. be awesome, <laughs> man. Standing up. And I mean, you could turn and go. And thing would Get go your little gun rack on the front of it. Darn right. It would go like 15 miles an hour in the woods. It All would you haul. need is a little drag sled behind it and hook it up. And drag all your gear in and drag your game out. Bury that thing in the sand in two seconds. Yeah, but you can pick that up and just move it over. It doesn't weigh like 900 pounds. Oh, they're not light. Yes, they are. They are not. Hey, look, just because our bones haven't turned to dust yet, like some people, we can still pick up heavy things. I I will tell you, the vast majority of the time, you're racing past the sign you should be looking at. On a Segway, you can just kind of cruise nice and slow and not fall over like you would on a bicycle. So you fall right over. Segway, you just kind of go, whoop, stop, look down, and go, hey, look. So, and if you shot from here, it, you might then. be laying on your back. <laughs> <laughs> and it would take off. Well, it has that little safety chain thing on it, kind of like uh, what Bill Dance talks about. Your, your lanyard, mm-hmm. it pulls it and stops it. Otherwise, it like sits there and like, does a circle. Come back. <laughs> Where are you going? Come back man. for me. <laughs> Local man is run over by Segway. And- I, I tell you. <laughs> Back back in the day, I used to ride a bicycle to get back into some of the areas, but I always ended up doing a walkabout, and I'd end up so far away from my bicycle that it would have been just easier to just walk in and walk out. You just and, need to get a big balloon tire like a uh, tricycle, like the old ladies used to ride around at a Gateway Mall. Just get one of those big old suckers, man, put a basket on the back, you know, a little bell, ding, ding, just kind of cruise around there with your ape hangers. <laughs> Be awesome. <laughs> great and he wouldn't fall over there you go and he could just glide along but now with the electric bike thing i know that um um daniel lee martin he's running them now on his show he's got them with he and his wife they i can't remember which ones are on rambo or something rambo there's rambo there's quiet cat there's right there's all kinds and i know that uh, isn't uh Brunson, isn't he uh, touting one too? I think he's got he's well, got one. I turned around. I was at a, a taco stand in uh, Lake Wales the other day, and there was a guy that came in on one. Mm-hmm. And you know, he he doesn't have a driver's license for one reason or another, and yeah, whatnot. He doesn't have to worry about insurance, but he paid thirteen hundred dollars for his, and what? he drives all the way from Winter Haven out into Dundee to work and back. Mm-hmm. It's it just on a thirteen hundred dollar electric bicycle. Yep. You know what? You could probably go get one of those Pook mopeds for like three hundred bucks. Okay, look at look at it this way. Here's <laughs> what what is a ticket for driving off road in a wildlife management area? 
it depends on the officer and how much damage no, you're no, doing, I would no. think. 75 bucks. Bucks. So if I go out and make a mud hole with 15 trucks out there digging around and doing donuts, I'm only looking at $15? $15, unless you're looked at being destructive to the land. That's what I'm just but saying. But I'm just saying, how many $75 ticket, if I'm caught, tickets can I afford for $1,300? A lot. Hmm. I'll drive my truck. Yeah, or you just have an entry, everybody... Any up $75 to have a good time. I say we just go with Jonathan's idea, which would be the smartest of all. Just sell him a permit. Slap it on the front fork and ride around out there chasing whatever you want to chase all day on your little electric bicycle. Well, and the funny thing is. And all this started from a. And one of the guys. (laughs) Thank you, Brandon Ford. A guy that worked worked with me at the shop looked up four years, four or five years ago was hunting Upper Hillsboro and looked up how to build an electric bike Mm -hmm. like they have now to where you put the little you know dynamo engine on it or whatever you want to call it whatever they call it you put it on there and basically to where it was like okay if you pedal three times there it goes and he literally almost did it because he was turkey hunting out there at upper hillsboro and that was exactly how he got in and got out was on his mountain bike yep well my buddy tom down the street that's he mountain bikes in mountains in mountains out i was like you ever tried to drag a deer out with that thing he's like no you leave the bike behind come back and get it later <laughs> i'm like well that kind of defeats the purpose you know of dragging a deer out and then having to go back and get your bike and you know they push will, that thing they out. will shoot a what a 125 dollar stand off the tree that's chained up i'm gonna put 1300 dollar bike and walk away from it i don't think so well, you can walk away <laughs> but when you come back it may not be there. that's yeah. what i'm saying i'm not i'm not doing it you know you want to guarantee that it's stolen put a trail cam on it that way it'll, it'll both take it and the trail cam. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, just had a little note that says, please, just take one. It's kind of like on that Halloween. You that, <laughs> that or put that breadcrumb GPS sticker on there that they know you got a GPS That's tracker the in way. it. That's the way you do it. Then that way you have the sheriff go up and go, well, sir, uh, did you happen to find a bicycle out in the woods? No, man, I don't know nothing about it. Well, according to our GPS, it's right over there in your garage. What do you got to say about that? Ooh, honey. Have the kids been home all day? You know, one of those deals. Yeah. That'd be the way to do it. I told that boy to leave that bike right where he found it. Dang it. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't I don't know. The industry. Bad I don't, parenting skills. Yeah. I, I don't know if the camera industry is missing out on that idea because they know that you have to replace it if someone steals one. But I can't believe that uh, trail cams have not come up with a GPS chip already in there. Especially our, with the cellular our cell phone. phone cameras are. Yeah, it's just like the phone you got right here. You can let me show you, Braden, so you know. Oh, okay. Matter okay. of fact, I've got some trail camera stuff to talk about here. And show Other options. Yes. Butt tracker reports. I'm sorry. Take, <laughs> take two on that one. Slow down, maybe a little bit. We got time. Which one was it? Buck. No, yep. don't, don't buck tracker, me. buck tracker, gotcha. <laughs> or okay. report stolen. Oh, really? You can do that. Yes, yeah, so if you put that, uh, if I was to switch that over and send it, then they'll GPS it. Let's do it. Okay, just to see how long it takes them to actually. <laughs> don't do it. You're filing a false police report. Is it really? No, it doesn't. Yeah. It's, it's going to there. <laughs> Made them think. It did. <laughs> I turned it off. Stop me in my tracks. I ain't stealing that one. I was almost tempted to just give it a try. <laughs> Sorry. 
Just a test. Wait, you can't call 911 and complain about your McDonald's meal? No. What's going on with that? All right, we got to take a real quick break. Thanks for joining us this morning. Listen, if you want to call in, get in on the fun. You know the numbers, 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. Braden, Glenn, Jonathan, Bill, and Aaron behind the glass. We're all here today, so... We'd love to hear from you. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feed and Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. Brandon Glenn, Glenn Guns Jonathan and Bill George in the uh, studio this morning. If you want a uh, really nice little surprise, uh, next time you're in G5, if you head over there today, uh, I know a lot of... Uh, John got back from the Ellett Brothers show a week or so ago, and everything's starting to arrive. So the new uh, Remington shotguns are in, and um, I know that a couple of compasses are in there. Not as that, but I'm talking about the rifles. Pistolas are all in there now. Judges, all this stuff. But also, G5 is now, if you don't know, because otherwise you have to drive all the way to Lakeland, is uh, they are now one of the reaction innovation bait dealers in the area. And all the tournament guys seem to really love them. And I had a guy, Terry, come in about a week or two ago, and he said, uh, "I've never fished these before. I don't know. I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a bidders guy, and you know, I like zooms every once in a while and that kind of thing." He says, "What color would you recommend on these things?" I said, "Well, everybody's going with blue and silver glitter, either blue, black with a silver tail, or whatever. You know, it's a combination of those three colors." So uh, we decided on the little dipper, uh, the little swim bait there. And darn if he didn't come in there last night with a big old picture of a big 9.2-pounder that he ripped out of a lake that he refused to tell me where. <laughs> but uh, we put it up on the bragging board, and I put it up on our Facebook page, too, so you could see a picture. I mean, it is a really nice bass. Big, long sucker. Doesn't look that heavy because it doesn't, you know, it's not like those big fat mamas you see that are pulled out this time of year. Full of eggs and stuff. You know, like the ones that Glenn yeah. don't throw back. That's right. No, but the, <laughs> that's you know, caviar, the, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the the reaction uh, innovations that they have in there, I've kind of you know it's a new it's a kind of a new product for me to 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 try. So when I came in there last week, I did buy a couple of packs. I bought the Houdini and also bought the June Bug, and uh, went out and uh, we did pretty good. The June Bug really produced. I uh, called a you know, nothing really big right off the bat. It were you was, using the swim bait or using the worm or what were you using? I was using, using the, the swim bait. The, okay. And, the uh, little dipper? Yeah. Same thing, except I didn't use the black and the blue, which is always a good color. Uh, but I did buy the Houdini, which gives you that little gold with the flakes in it, and I bought the June Bug. And the June Bug was a producer, but then later on in the afternoon, man, whenever Dave caught that bass on the top water plug – it was over yeah it's time to switch yeah i went to that top order and man we really put a put a whooping on them and uh we had a great time and of course the fish some of the fish that we did keep uh for our wild game coming up that we'll be frying up this year with everybody uh when i was cleaning them they are they are starting to get some row in them so they they're starting to work it they're getting a little bit shallower and uh coming up there to start making some beds and getting ready for it but uh i will say it's got some good uh Good action in the water. It's kind of like with the zoom. You know, you got the zoom with the, uh, the jerk baits and stuff like that. Uh, uh, it's just got some good action in it. And the way, if you look at it, if you go to their site or if you show up at G5, you can look at them. They're, um, 
with the weight, it just seems to be balanced really good with no lead. Don't put any weight on it, no tungsten or anything else. I just used the uh, the hook. and That's what he said he'd use. He didn't rig and, it with a weight or nothing. And you can work it where it's on top, uh, working across that high drill or across some of them pads. And uh, you can get some reaction from the fish, too, working it on top of the water. But if you let it sit for about 10 seconds before you start working it, uh, it'll stay down about a foot just below the surface. And uh, it was it was producing pretty good. So well, that's a really nice story. Except you left out only one little thing. Anybody notice? No location. We didn't hear anything about the lake or where he was. All <laughs> I can say is miserable for him. That was a great bait. We caught lots of fish. It was awesome. Great time. <laughs> the it was person wonderful. he was fishing with might not want to. Yeah, be Dave's not going to let you. Well, you know, Dave works you. a lot uh, on trying to find a fish and if he wants to share it you just ask him he'll tell you everything you well need that's to know. true but, he will give it uh, up me you know if he'd done his homework and everything else i'm not going to share uh but i will tell you his Polk county has a lot of great lakes to fish a lot of great ponds to fish so just get out listen and go fishing it's that time i w- i came by the hancock boat ramp the other day was it loaded there was people parking down the guardrail yeah it's uh but you know they're hitting those pits in the back and uh which is really good. Uh, I like the way they look. A lot of cover, a lot of structure. Uh, this well, week we'll be been back the, there recently. I haven't been back there since Gator season. <laughs> Which when you say guardrail, you talking about parking at the bridge right there? Yes, and the it, bridge, okay. and then there's a guardrail, and right. when the when the parking area is all full, which it was extremely full. Yes. You have to drive down the road and pull off on that out. You know when just the guardrail ends. Yeah. Just before you get on the expressway. Yeah. Right. And then walk all That's the way That's a pretty back. good little hike. That's where you need an electric bike. <laughs> <laughs> Come yeah, but, back. Or you get on the other side and you throw your thumb up. Can you drop me off at the bow ramp? But uh, this one, uh, also during your little uh, storytelling there, you skipped over the fact that the wild game dinner is not too far away. Now, that's coming up in February tw- the 23rd, I believe it is. So it's about a month away. It is a month away. and uh, But we're looking good. We're looking so how good many on- pounds of fish do you have saved up by now? Uh, we're probably got around 35, 40 pounds. Oh, that's what, 10 people? <laughs> Seriously. All I know is uh, Dave was like, uh, I told him, you know, last year we cooked about 1,400 pieces of fish. Um, and, of course, like 10 pounds of hush puppy mix. So it's it's it's, it's quite of a, a feast that we got to put they together. They might have there. to do 12 pounds of hush puppy mix. <laughs> yeah, you know, you got that filler. You know, if you don't have enough fish, here, have a hush puppy. Yeah, hey, you know, here's a piece of fish and 16 hush puppies. Go yeah. for it. And if you want some, we'll put some sugar powder on there, and they'll be like having a donut. <laughs> beignets. <laughs> they were coming oh, for them hush puppies. But, uh, uh, that's coming up in February, and if you don't know, it's at Countryside Baptist Church uh, on Gallagher. Is it Gallagher Road? Or yeah, it's it? on the corner of Gallagher and Sydney Road. And, right. Uh, and uh, every year they do a good feed, and uh, you you hear what uh, Glenn's cooking, and that's only one small part of it because uh, squirrel and rice was always there every year. We also had uh, frog legs the one year. Frog uh, legs every year coming in, and one, one year, year we had some crawfish, but uh, yeah, and well, then I think the, last year they was a little short on them, so we didn't. Wild we didn't hog, venison, of course, uh, and then... The one gentleman that always makes some sort of weird stew every single year. Yeah, uh, Mr. Pat. He's uh, he's always got something. Well, thanks to Mr. Pat, my daughter walks around bragging, going, I have eaten a mountain lion, bear. bear remember yep, that, the bear yep. balls last year? <laughs> so, a bear and everything else. And it's great for them because they, they get to go tell their friends and at school and they're like, what? No way. Yeah, he just, he just calls it the mountain mountain man stew. Right. So you just never know what the ingredients are going to be. So. It's good. I'm not going to you know say it's bad, but uh, 
It's always interesting because when you go to eat it and you go, what's this year? Yeah. <laughs> what's in here this year? You may not really want to ask. But, well, uh, I'm looking forward to the coyote stew this year. Can I ask, is there any Brunswick stew? Well, it, it's kind of, it's, if you want to come and break, make some, and why not? All right. Well, that, that stew is kind of Brunswicky, but Brunswick-y it just has stew. different meat. Every That's year. All, yeah. Surprise Brunswick stew. Yes, it is. It's Mountain Man uh, yeah, Brunswick. Yeah, yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice thick brown gravy. It's, I mean, you know, it's a good stuff. It's delicious every year. Yeah, it's a, it's really a great time. It's a good time to fellowship and uh, just give the community an opportunity to come and hang out for it doesn't cost anything. Just and your time to show up. Unfortunately, it's one of the few ones left in the area that still does a wild game cookout. That's free. Yeah. Doesn't cost you a dime to go. And also, it's your first chance of the year to get strawberry shortcake before the strawberry festival. Yeah, it's going to be tough this year um, with the the crops are down as far are as they? productions. Yes, it's pretty tough. Well, wait till the robins get here. Did you see that Tony uh, up in Tallahassee said they were loaded up with robins up in Tallahassee? Tony Young with the FWC. Well, maybe we'll be eating robin cake. You, you can't <laughs> can't shoot them anymore. I know that. Used to be able to, but now we'll just have cake and we'll put Cool Whip on them. May not have any strawberries, but we'll put some cake and Cool Whip. And I don't want to encourage anybody to do anything illegal, but let me just say that robins are extremely delicious. Yeah, back in the day, back in the they probably taste the same today, but it's it's going to be kind of hard to tell because you can't shoot anymore because there'll be a lot of those air cannons going off, and a lot of people be complaining about that. They're considered to be a songbird. So, well, when they were legal, I do remember when Dad farmed. That was like you didn't have any trouble with any of the workers wanting to be around because every one of them that hit the ground was promptly picked up and thrown into a sack and hauled over They're to delicious. hauled over to Rosalita who was sitting there just, <laughs> just plucking them all day plucking away baby <laughs> this area where this radio station we look station, like Argentina <laughs> where this whole complex where the radio station is right here was one of the most prime robin hunting areas in pinellas county back in the day because this was all brazil you know brazilian peppers yeah and you know they get out there and they start eating those berries they get all drunk and loopy and like it's like you, spring break you, yeah. you, you know the you know the goodsons the hutto's the yeah. we were farming all the it, we, like literally when i say argentina it looked like one of those pictures from argentina I'm where they thinking. have hundreds laid on a grill grilling them oh my gosh Bill George, work on getting the season open back up for robins, will you? <laughs> Please. It's a migratory bird. It's okay. Well, when it's we right. come back, I'll share a little bit more with the uh, reaction innovations. And Why? Of course, what did you do? Man, I got some good stuff. You broke something, didn't you? Uh, not yet, but I'm working on it. Did the zip tie break on your fishing reel? Not mine, but I'll tell you that. <laughs> we are being a wild. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford, we'll be right back. Do it. cover scent though hey uh welcome back everybody it's yeah, big, still and, burn. big and wild outdoors braden glenn jonathan why would and you say that right before we go on there because i'm just gonna be sitting here laughing i missed most of it i just interjected at the last part so yep. i didn't know anything but uh before the break we were talking a little bit about fishing and everything else just kind of getting the first hour underway we're just kind of mulling around here getting stuff out but uh you did this did went out with dave and did some fishing it was funny because you sent me this little article, and I did read it before at the beginning of the week, where, now, I thought about it when I saw it. I said, now, are men going to use this as ammunition? <laughs> you know, 
against their wives or children or work or anything else like that because the new study that just came out that said fishing trips are great for your mental health. Uh, the new study that says getting out there, getting on the water, which we have talked about for how many years now? A kajillion years, how cathartic it is to get out and just fish and clear your mind and just focus on what it is that you're doing or not focus on anything, just enjoying the moment. And uh, the new study, I don't know how many millions of dollars were spent on this with scientists to get all this when you could probably have gone just asked. Yeah, just ask anybody. 5,000 fishermen. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good study. And uh, if you're from our our perspective, it was a good study because that gives us an excuse to get out and go more often. That's what you I'm know? saying. It, it's, honey, I got to go. It's for my well-being. Yeah, it's um, it's time for me yeah. to have and, my... Uh, and self-development. Yeah. yeah, but like you can tell them, Glenn can tell them, Bill can tell them, and I can tell them, load them up and take them with you because, you know, it uh, it's nice. Mean for children? Yeah, I don't know. I was, uh, I've been on some fishing trips and I made my father extremely stressed out. So, if you can, yeah. I don't know if they're maybe, be, I think maybe. I think maybe they were asking the people who like uh, go sit on a bucket with a cane pole next to a creek, you know, like Tom Sawyer style or something. You know, yeah. it's like you, you and the kids went out fishing at Tinnerock a while back with a friend, right? Yeah. Oh, that was fun. It was there fun. How many how many times have you gone back since then? Uh one hundred and fifty six thousand four hundred and twenty-three. None. No, that's a number. None would be zero you, you if haven't I said gone zero. Back it's with him anymore. I haven't gone back to Tenerock, but we have gone to with uh, Panasofki. We have gone to Panasofki. With we him? Have, no. Randy Pack? That yeah. guy is the worst fisherman on the planet. Are you kidding? I'm not gonna get back in there. <laughs> I, I wonder how Randy's stress level was that day. Actually, I think my kids were extremely well behaved, mainly because it was like forty below zero when we were out there fishing. So it was, uh, you know, yeah, they were a little bit. It was uh, when they weren't catching fish. Randy was letting them drive the boat. <clears throat> that is, which is a nice boat. I, I would say, as a fisherman or a fisherwoman, fisher person, whatever you want to call them, it's probably relaxing as a guide your stress level goes way up because if somebody's not doing well or, or not catching, catching yeah. it's like sometimes you can't just don't reel it in so fast. Just let it sit for a moment. Do it. You're trying to teach somebody how to do something. You know what it doesn't say in here is um, <clears throat> it doesn't give like any in-depth stuff like it releases 18 milligrams of melatonin every time you cast, uh, you know, or any of that stuff. But it just says, you know, getting out there and spending time out in nature uh, specifically says that they found that just being exposed out there can actually uh, reduce stress, feelings of stress, improve your self-esteem uh, for up to seven hours. So it's it's a short-lived or lived uh, experience. So, But if you uh, go fishing, say, around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, that seven hours carries over when it's bed until you go to bed. Yeah, and which then you would just be fun. Sleep really great. Which you know, I'm, I dream about the fish that got away. No, I will ask the room, and now I'm asking for an honest answer. Do you really feel? And I always do, but do you always feel when you leave a fishing trip after you've done it, you feel more relaxed and uh, you feel more? I don't know, not sleepy, but yeah, just like at peace when you just start driving home. Yeah, going. I was doing about 110 coming home. I was just cruising <laughs> along at seven. 
Well, even after even after we go do the panfish challenge and we go up to Lake Panasofsky and we sit there and just kind of go, it's like you can turn the engine off and just kind of I, I go easy say, and relax. And then driving home, I was always just like, "Wow, man!" Anytime so I was nice. doing freshwater fishing, I would say that would be the case. When I've come back from a couple saltwater trips, when you've been yeah, offshore, you're not coming back. You're wore out. You're, from... you're just plum tuckered. You know, if you're you're out there battling the waves or something along that line. Uh, Glenn may be constantly chumming, you know. That's right. That, there you that go. You got a combination. That can wear you out. You got you got exercise to relax, and then relaxing on top of that when you get home. And a weight easy loss sleep. program for Glenn. Well, you forgot the weight loss part about the uh, up chucking and chumming yeah. all the way back. <laughs> that's, so. why, that's why I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, uh, yesterday afternoon going hunting, um, it was, I was glad we hunting? went. Yeah, you went, went hunting yesterday? Yeah, afternoon, and uh when Courtney got off work, we run up there, and I told her, she said, well, do you want to go? I didn't get off till, uh 2, 2.20, and I said, yeah. I said, we can go. We'll get there in the stand about 4, and uh, we'll have an hour or two left to hunt. So after you get there, it was the stress of making a decision to go, and then after we got up there, and I was thinking, you know what? Even though we didn't see anything, it was still, no. well, besides the squirrels and the dove that was eating, flying around, and the owls that was all over the place. It was one of those things I was glad we went anyway. Exactly. I, I turned so. around when I was there, not this this last weekend, but the weekend prior. I'm hunting in a stand. I, there's no feeder around. I had seven squirrels come through my tree going somewhere. It was, they just, I was in the path. Yeah, they were on a mission, and uh, they were looking for a way to get to the uh, wild game. No. Squirrel and rice. <laughs> oh, I always tell everybody that big... Uh, Full body mount deer standing in my living room. That was a, another case of we dropped everybody off, and the guide looks at me and says, uh, "We're only going to get about forty five minutes in the stand. Do you even want to bother going?" Yeah, sure, it's, only gonna take a, it's only going to take about thirty seconds. You sure, just never know what happens in that minute. But that's true. <clears> but you should never back, say no to a trip. Go back to your. Are you feeling comfortable or relaxed after it? Yeah, I, I really do. And then, and you know what else helps? If you got some good company with you, the people you're around, really it amplifies that. Of course, fishing with Dave, it's always a great time. And, uh, you know, he he makes sure you have everything. And, and, and what's really nice is if you're not catching, and uh, he'll he'll throw out what you get to have. Yeah, put this on or he'll give up whatever he's got. Well, you know, it's amazing because I've even tried to think back on the times when yeah, you might have engine trouble or something like that, and even after you're done with it, it's it's more of an adventure than it was a pain and an anger thing. You know what I mean? I don't know why. I don't you're, know. You're it's the whole. Uh, hmm. I could be working or I could be fishing <laughs> and going fishing with him. Uh, and, oh, we have boat problems. Okay, well, I'm gonna be over here standing over here on the dock throwing a couple lines off while you're fixing the motor. Just yeah. holler at me when we're ready. You almost what, done with that, Tom? Yeah. And what Jonathan just touched on, I, my phone rang a couple of times uh, while we we're in the boat, and I didn't even answer. I didn't look at who was calling, work or not. It was fine. He that's why you have it. specific ringtones. That way, you know exactly who it is that's calling. You can go. Yeah, I'm not answering. But that. I'm like Bill. I mean. Freshwater is, yeah, is me, but I'm one of those people, the saltwater trips, even when I go out with guides and stuff like that, I'm still the type of person that I like to help catch bait and I like to help do all that stuff like that. And, you know, like, it's like you said, when you go, you're, you're happy, but you're tired because you worked at it. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens after Braden goes on the trip with uh, Captain Mike Little and. 
We'll yeah. see what the results are with that. Got that scheduled again. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. When did you schedule sure. it? Sometime uh, next month? No. Uh, April, May, June. That boy's filled up, man. I tell you what. Every day I was throwing him out there. I'm like, how about this day? How about that day? How about this day? And he's like, nope, nope. I got, nope. I got a party then. Nope. Can't go then. Nope. Nope. Can't go then. Let's see. I am on uh, April. That'd work. April, uh, <clears throat> April 18th. Good time. On Thursday. Oh, okay. I didn't know if maybe you was doing the first or something. No, because the kids have a half day uh, on Friday and then, uh, of course, Easter and all that stuff. So we did it just before Easter. Well, that'd be a great day. Teach a man to fish. You know, it's all good. Happy Easter. There you go. It's a perfect way to lead right into Easter, man. Well, you need to stop Fisher in there Come on. and get you one of those uh, Fenor rod and reel combos. That's you what have I one. Using. I know it, man. What so a great I can just borrow yours. Yeah, I'll let you have it. I got a van stall I want to go blow the dust off of. <laughs> Change the line on to go see if I can break what the tip off about? of it. Kevin's got everything in the boat anyways. I don't, know, but I like always bring that one. Don't let G5's got several line. rod and reels that you got right there, Braden, while you were uh, walking around the floor. Pick you out one and take it. Oh, they have the new Shimano series and rod reel combo for only 150 bucks. There you go. Just You're saying. Set. <laughs> you want to throw anything in, Jonathan, real quick? <laughs> Airhead Archery, just stop in. We'll make a deal. We are big and wild. Got to take a it. quick break. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Right, right. Sing it, Bill. Go, Bill. And Too go. bad they weren't playing this after the national title game. Go. <laughs> That's it. You put, put that out there on the on the water while you're fishing, that is relaxing. Still you just come back in and just, you want my truck? Take it. <laughs> you want the boat? You can have it. You yeah. want my catch? No, you can't keep the You fish. want to write me a ticket? I'm good. Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you, officer. Have a great day. Appreciate it. Uh, listen, you know, speaking of the Panfish Challenge, is Jim Veal and Kelly and all that, have they even started to uh, throw a date out yet? Because I think we determined it was going to be June I don't have a calendar. I think it was June 16th. But we had to coincide it with the uh, full moon. So we had to figure Great. out. Coincide. Just No, we're just picking a date. And uh, it, it's pretty close on, so it'll be a good time at that particular. It'll be. I can't remember which one it was. It was on uh, the 15th. 16th. Oh, 15th. Water levels. Oh, that was close. Water levels. That was probably more important. Good. I was asked about that the other day. Uh, right, right now, right the water is pretty high, so yeah, it's not going to be an issue. <clears throat> not yeah, Bill. There's plenty of water. Yeah, over there, negative Nelly. Yeah, your brother can bring his forty foot yacht. Debbie no, Downer. No hey, that was good. Trust me, I, I'm <laughs> Billy Buzzkill. As much rain as we've had, I think we could launch it this year without no problems. Is yeah. that your only reason why you want to make sure you're on a forty foot Hatteras while you're out there no, on Lake Panasofsky? No, no. I got like a yellow fin this saying, year. Yeah, <laughs> the water level for the fishing they probably drop back more to the to double do. engine, not the triple engine. Oh yeah, not bringing the five motor. Hey. <laughs> yeah, he could run it on that 24-volt trolling motor he's got and still have a weight behind him. You want to race to the hole? Bill George likes to <laughs> they, fish they and luxury. They got noticed. My, likes- my brothers pulled in with that boat, and they got noticed. Yeah. Oh, yes. And you also well, watch- it's, it's hard not to when you take up everything that's in, even around the boat ramp area. <laughs> I think he also lost about two pounds of fiberglass on the bottom of that hole, too, didn't he? No, no, no. That wasn't it, a- it, it, it was a little bit of a chore getting out of, out of the a little creek channel so. a little bit of a chore i think they dug a new one 
Yeah, it just kicked it in a little bit harder, and it just made a yeah. Coming back wasn't a problem. Yeah. Hey, I didn't know they were going to dredge today. Out there just throwing all kinds of stuff. I don't think that motor could have been tilted up any higher. They got it's out. Still been they in the water. In. Was the guy Jack Plate? Yep. Yeah, he looked like uh, when he brought that boat in with the truck hooked up. It was like uh, Eric Jackson pulling in with his big RV and his uh, bass boat over there at Lake Rayburn. <laughs> Reservoir, did you see that video this past week of him uh, launching his boat? Uh, I didn't see that one. I did see the one with the dog that put the RV in the lake. But Well, that's it. He got out of the RV. Oh, that one. Yeah, and uh, his dog actually got in and hit the button shifter or whatever and put it in reverse. And if you look at the video, it was pretty, uh, wow. That poor Dalmatian didn't know what I mean, to here, do once it, that thing started going backwards. Yeah, it doesn't do anybody any good, but you can see that. Uh, you could probably post that if you wanted to. But <laughs> as he's backing, he's getting ready to go and unhook his boat, and he steps out. Whoa, whoa. What the? What, where, where am I? Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's. And the thing actually is floating, so he can make that a houseboat. But it, what we're saying is it wasn't a pickup truck pickup. It was an RV. Pretty, that pretty went nice. Basically, one. down the boat ramp. Yeah, his Dalmatian put it in uh, reverse for him. Yeah. And you could, like I say, you look at it, it's just floating really nice. I would think, uh, why not just fish right out of the RV? Better yeah. yet, the, the, the good thing is somebody could have grabbed it real okay. quick and put a tow oh, rope on it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I fixed to say, I'm sitting here watching this, and everybody's just like, let's just sit here and watch this. Well, you can see this gentleman here with the Strike King. How old was the RV or vehicle? It looks pretty new. Pretty new. Okay. Tell me what vehicle hardly anymore you can turn around and put a vehicle into gear without pushing on the brake a lot I, my no, truck goes no. right in that rv did the same thing your truck is how old 2018 2018 and you can put it in reverse without putting on the brake yeah you sure yeah, yeah. i can do it on mine mine's an 04 most of them you got to put on the brake Maybe it's because you have those cars that you buy from guys that are shady dudes with overcoats yeah. on on the corner. Looking for a truck, dude. You're looking for a truck? Yeah, how do you much for the Suburban there that looks like it's not stolen? I'm oh telling you, go, go out there. <laughs> we next, next break. We stumped oh, old Bill. Next break, go, go put your car in reverse without I'm just saying. You know I, what? Let's go now. Thank you for joining us, everybody. We're going to go downstairs real quick, and now we're going to try. We're going to start with Aaron's car he and see if hers will go in reverse. No, no. Aaron, get the cordless mic. We're going yeah. to go remote. Here. Get the short hop. Set up the remote vehicle. Let's go. He probably put it in neutral, and the dang dog bumped it into reverse. Dang dog, dude. Why would you put your car in neutral yeah, while you're sitting at a boat ramp well, on but, a slope? Yeah, but here's the other thing, though, too. How many of us... When you back up to a boat ramp, and I know when I had my boat, that the first thing you do when you get out of the car is lock the emergency brake in. When you're on a boat ramp at that angle. Yes. No, yeah. any boat ramp. Yeah. Any boat ramp. That's right. That was, I had a guy, a couple guys that would always fish with me, and it would drive them crazy because we get up there, back the boat in, I jump out, push the emergency brake, jump in the boat. Well, they come over there and unhook it and throw me the rods and stuff like that. We would launch there at Maximo or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they would always get, and every time they get in the truck and you'd see them, they'd put it in drive and go to remove. And they're like, and they're like, oh God. And he got, he's like, why and do always you pull do the that? hood latch instead of the brake release? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do you, and they're like, why do you do that? And I'm like, and I just, for stuff like that, because... You never know. Until you are intentionally wanting to move that vehicle, Listen, 
it's not going to move. Oh, in that was Florida, one of the, tri- the emergency brakes get used almost nothing. Yeah. But on break on uh, boat ramps they do because one of the old tricks to get out of boat on a slippery ramp was to apply your parking brake a little bit and then put it in gear and give it more gas. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like power braking where uh, that way when you did stop if it started to slide you could let off the gas and it would stay where it was so you could inch forward that way if it was a really nice now, you know. There's also another trick to that. Nasty. It's called be a man and get a full wheel drive truck. Yeah. <laughs> Why you yeah. got to do that? For those people, Why you got to do that, Johnson. I see a lot of people. I'm just kidding. launching boats with cars. For those people with the old blazers, you know, with one wheel drive, it's uh, kind of tough. You know, you, you got to do what you got to do to get the uh, kayak. Oh no, out of I'm the just boat. kidding. Right, Bill George. Right. Yeah. But, you know that might be something. You know, uh, Bill Glisson this past week talking to him there at G5. He was uh, him and Dylan were talking about maybe putting together something and uh, how to back a trailer, how to hook up a trailer. And uh, and I'm thinking, you know, that might about be a bad idea. Well, you know, it would be a good idea because, but yeah, it's one of those things where I mean, do you want to admit that as a guy? How many a guy times? And that's why it's just fun to sit there at the boat ramp. You know, for watch. fishing, you can put your arms together and you can go. Well, I fished all my life. I may not know that knot right there that you're talking about or that technique that you're using, but I'm still a fisherman. But how many guys are actually going to walk up there and go? <clears throat> I don't know how to back up a trailer, so I want to learn. Especially how to back the guy that's already got the bumper caved into the fender well. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's one of those things where uh, if you don't know how to do it, it makes it you know kind of tough and embarrassing. But it's, it is it's fun. As Jonathan pointed out, to sit at a boat ramp, and you it, and I did that one year. Down, oh, it's crazy! Down on Kissimmee and watched uh, a young lady getting. You have to. I mean, the, 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 the sad the sad part is, is you just you have to laugh. I mean, there's no other way to. <laughs> It's almost as funny as the Bill Dance video. I was actually at a boat ramp where a guy was standing on the dock waiting for this individual to do it, attempted 30 times to try to get it right and get it back. And he started laughing. And the guy literally threw it in park, looks at him and goes, what's so funny? You think you could do this better? And the guy went, get out of the truck. Yeah. <laughs> and he said what he goes i'll back it in there for you i'll get in there one shot just get out of the truck and the guy goes okay fine you do it i went you know what that's how you do it that's a ploy you just pretend like you don't know how to do it but, <laughs> and, you're like, and then you get some help you get your help seen, and then you, you get out there I mean, and do it i don't know some of those newer vehicles will actually back a trailer up for you yeah oh, if Lori, you set yeah. up the program if you got to set it up, oh man lori's has got the f1 her f-150 has got the little dial on it door when you put it in reverse with the trailer you can just go mm, no and, way oh yeah oh yeah that's cheating man it is that is cheating you know what but that's what the if, one you want. What if you have a steerable trailer where the two front wheels are on an axle, too, and they're actually a steerable trailer? It connects trailer. to that. So like uh, some of those horse, fancy horse trailers that actually have the steerable in the front. Oh, yeah. So you have to do the opposite of the opposite when you're doing those because well, you're turning two. If, if G5 were to offer that particular class up, I would probably have my wife take it. You don't want to take it? I'm okay. No, are you sure? I'm okay. Uh, we, well, I don't know. We haven't seen them. Short while. axle trail. The short tongues. <laughs> they, they let you know when you screw up real quick. <laughs> it's like you go, one quarter turn on your steering wheel. Oh, dang it! Oh, we have. We will have. We will have a beginner, intermediate, and expert backing up courts. That's a contest. People think they're experts. We'll give them that really short tongue. 
backup trailer races, like drag races, but in reverse with Ooh. a trailer. I'm in. I'm down. Dude, Ooh. we could make millions. That's our idea. Goose patent pending. Patent pending. Patent pending. Patent pending. That's a new reality. I show. put Courtney up against some most guys. I would too. Yeah, yeah she's good. <laughs> Gooseneck. We have to have different classes. Gooseneck. Open pro. No chains. Chains on. Chains off. <laughs> Double singles. Uh, Double singles. Yeah. yeah. Steerable axle nut. All right. We got to go. Top of the hour. Hour number two is coming up. We're going to take a fast one. You guys so hang with us. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford, who can also teach you how to back up a truck and trailer, and uh, G5 Feeding Outdoors, who will soon be able to teach you to back up a truck and a trailer.